Well, let me wish you all a very good morning and actually a very, very happy Christmas. Whether you are here in the hall, uh, whether you are watching on YouTube, whether you're at home self-isolating, it is brilliant to be able to be with you this morning and to say to you, today in the town of David, a saviour has been born and he is Christ the Lord. What a brilliant reason to gather together on a Saturday morning, I think it's Saturday, to praise God and to thank him for the greatest gift of all this Christmas time. It's lovely to see you all here. I can sort of see you all in the lights. I can see that many of you are wearing uh, your masks. And just a reminder that government legislation currently says that we need to be wearing our face coverings while we're meeting together to worship, even on Christmas morning. Uh, and when you, when you sing, uh, we would say, unless there's a specific reason why you shouldn't, please do keep your face coverings on as you sing praise to God. Uh, but if you are not able to do that, you are able to remove them uh, for our singing. But what a brilliant chance just to be together this morning and to praise God. Let me pray, and then we're going to start by singing a great Christmas carol of praise. Hark, the herald angels sing. So let's pray together. Lord, we want to thank you this Christmas morning for the gift of your Son. Lord, thank you for the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, who you sent to earth, so that even today, 2,000 or so years on, we can remember, we can join together, and we can celebrate. And Lord, this morning, may our praises be to you. May our thoughts and our hearts be centered around the Lord Jesus Christ. Dear God, we thank you so much for your Son, and we praise you. Amen. Amen. Let's stand and praise together. Hark the herald angels sing.
repeated. And we're going to spend a few moments now remembering, yes, that Christmas is a time of great joy. It's a time where we can celebrate and praise God. But we also know it's a time of sadness. It's a time where we miss loved ones. It's a time where people are lonely, maybe even more so this Christmas due to isolation or due to COVID. So we're going to spend a moment now for you to be quiet and maybe to bring people on your hearts and your minds before the Lord. A chance for you to remember and to praise God for loved ones. And then I'll lead us in prayer. So why don't we be quiet and just give thanks to God for our loved ones and bring before him those we know who are struggling. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank you again for your great gift of the Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, this Christmas time. Lord, we thank you for the gift of friends and of family. Thank you for the gift of church family. And Lord, we are conscious this Christmas time there will be many for whom today is a day of sadness, it's a day of reflection, a day where they will be thinking about those either not with them or not able to be with them today. And Lord, we want to commit to you all of those who have been bereaved in recent times. Lord, we commit to you those who've suffered tragedy, both locally, nationally, and internationally. Lord, we pray for those who are just feeling alone, those having to isolate away from family today. Lord, those who are lonely, those who are not sure where to turn to. Lord, for those who look at Christmas and just think, oh, if only I knew what it was to be happy. Father, we commit our friends and our family to you right now. We thank you for them. Thank you for the memory of loved ones. But Lord, thank you that the message of Christmas is that we can trust in you through everything. Thank you that we can turn to you on a day like today with a mixture of joy and a mixture of sadness. But Lord, thank you that because you sent your son, we have hope. And Lord, I pray that this world, Lord, I pray that this nation, I pray that this town, I pray that this church would know the reality of Christmas hope today. Lord, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you sent the Lord Jesus Christ for us. But please, please be with us today and be a God of all comfort to those who need that, especially today, we pray. We ask this in the Lord Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. One of the things we do on our Christmas services and we do across the year is we have special offerings and special chance for you to bring your gifts. We're not going to pass a bag or a plate around, uh, but at the end of the service, there's a box at the back which you can put money into, you can put checks in there, or you can go to the website and you'll see that this year we are raising funds for two well-known charitable organizations to us here at Chessington. One is Hope for Children Latvia, and the other is London City Mission. And it's just a great way of us being able to say thank you to God for all that he gives us and to be able to share some of that with others who we know would really need, be in need and would be blessed by that gift this Christmas. So Hope for Children Latvia, London City Mission. If you want to give, there's a box at the back or you can do that by simply handing check or cash um, or go to the website and you'll see the way of doing that. Now, one of the great joys of Christmas is children. And I would love to invite any child under the age of 11, so fusion and below, to come and join me up on the stage 
just for a few moments. So if you want to come up and join me, don't worry if you don't, but please do come up and join me here at the front. If you want to bring a little gift that you've got, please do that. If anyone wants to come and help Marshall, they're very welcome. Right, kids, come right to the front so people can see you. Spread along. Spread right along the stage. That's it. You go along that way. You go along there. Come on, Joseph. Come this way. Spread right along, everyone. If you're smaller, then head to the front. If you're bigger, you can stand a bit nearer the back. Come right along, kids. Come, Everyone come up. Everyone come up. Yeah, we're okay. Can anyone spot a microphone? Is there a microphone down there, James? Can you pass me that microphone? Thank you very much. Thank you, James. Now, everyone move along this way a bit. Move along a bit. Move along so we can get more people on. Come on, come on, move along, move along, move along, move along, move along. Now, there is something very special about Christmas and children, isn't there? Now, when you have teenage children, it might be about reminding them they need to get out of bed even on Christmas morning. But when you have young children, I sense some of you might have got up quite early this morning. Anyone here get up really, really early today? Really early? What time did someone wake up today? Can anyone tell me? Shout out. What? Five o'clock. Three o'clock. Oh, no. What time did you wake up? I think four o'clock or five. Four o'clock or five. So some people have woke up. Is it true, parents? Some woke up at... Three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock. Wow. Now, they have woken up early. Why did you wake up early today? It's, why, why did you wake up early? Anyone tell me why you woke up early? Why did you wake up early? Is this microphone working? Chris, you told me it was on. You told me you left it on. It was Christmas. Everyone hear that? Yeah, brilliant. Why did we wake up early today? Because it was Christmas. Now, did anyone wake up this morning and find a present? No? No? Put your hand up if you found a present this morning. Have any of you brought a present with you today? Right, I'll tell you, let me come to the front. You can all face this way so people can see you. Let me come down here. Now... Can anyone, if you've got a present, can you hold it right up to everyone? Try and make all those people there see your present. Wow. Now, let's have a very, very quick look and see what we've got. Would anyone like to tell us a little bit about their present? Would anyone like to tell me what they've got? Do you want to come and tell me what you've got? No, who would like to tell us what they've got? Come in then, Joseph. Come in, Joseph. What have you got? Other than a cool Christmas jumper, what have you got? Football cards. Football cards. What cards are they? Just, I don't know. <laughs> Premier League match attack adrenaline cards. Yeah. And let's just do a random one. Who's your favourite? Go on quickly. Mm. Pick me a favourite one. Bakari Saka. Okay, a bit of Saka. Jemima, what have you got? A water. A water, water, water. Go on, tell everyone again. I knew it was a. I knew it was that. <laughs> it's a doll. Yeah, it's a lovely doll. And is that hair a bit like yours, Mima? Yeah, I think that hair, that's what your hair would look like if you took it out. Come on, who would like to come? What have you brought? I got my sock. Oh, my word. Come right to the front. Come right to the front. I'll get out of the way. Oh, stick your legs in the air. What have you got? I got my unicorn socks. Unicorn socks. Amazing. Amazing. Some unicorn socks. One or two more. Who else would like to show us? Come on, what have you got? Lego Ninjas. Is this part of Lego Ninjago? Yeah. Wow, something I've heard of. Amazing. They got a gold one. They got a gold one. Tell me something about them. Who is that one? That is the the baddie to fight fight coal. The baddie that fights coal? Yeah. Well, thanks for showing us. And James, what have you got there? Come to the front, James, so we can see. What have you got? Hold it right up so everyone can see. What is it? You don't know. 
let's have a little look quickly. We don't know. So it says, Airflow Art, a wildlife set. I don't really know either, James, to be honest. But, no, it looks like a beautiful art set where you have lots of color pens. And what's that there? Paper. Paper, it's paper. It's a paper with an elephant on it, isn't it? So you draw, make lovely pictures. One or two more, quickly one or two more. Who would like to show me what they've got? Go on, come to the front. What have you got? You've got a unicorn. Just hold it. Can you hold it up so we can see it? Oh, what a lovely unicorn to go with socks. And what have you got here? Uh, a doggy. What is it? A doggy. Can you hold a doggy? Can I have a little look at this? Oh, look at this lovely doggy. Oh, a lovely doggy with a Santa hat on. That is lovely. Thank you so, so much. Now, kids. I haven't got time to go around all of you and say, oh, let's have a look at everyone. But one more time, could you all hold up and show everybody, try and show the people right at the back. Melissa, give us a wave. Try and show Melissa what you've got. And can we give them a really big round of applause? Can I adjust down? Okay, don't worry, Sadie, don't worry. Oh, Daddy, what have you done? Oh, Daddy. Don't worry, Sadie, don't worry. Some of us will look after you. Don't worry. Now, kids. Kids, I've got just a couple of questions for you while you're gathered here. Now, children, can any of you tell me anybody that's in the Christmas story? So the story we celebrate here at church, who do we find in the Christmas story? Me. You're in it. Okay, who, who do you find in it, Zach? Do you know who you find in it? Mary. Did you say Mary? Mary's in the Christmas story. Who else is in the Christmas story? Um, Jesus. Jesus is in the Christmas story. Anyone else in the Christmas story? Who's in the Christmas story? Joseph's in the Christmas story. Oh, it's all going wrong. Who else is in the Christmas story? Um, donkey. Donkey's in the Christmas story. Donkey's certainly in the Christmas story. Who else is in the Christmas story? Donkey. I'm a donkey. Donkey, lots of donkeys. I'm a lamb. A lamb. Camels. Camels. Camels? Yes, camels are. Yes, they are. Angels. Angels. Um, Kings. Kings. Sheep. Sheep. Now, all of those are in the Christmas story. But also, can you all turn around, kids, and have a look up there? What can you see that's in the Christmas story? Shout out. What is it? What is it? A star. Now, kids, this is what I want you to remember today. In the Christmas story, you get Mary, you get Joseph, you get animals, you get angels, you get wise men and kings, you also get a star. But do you know why they are all in the Christmas story? Why is the star in the Christmas story? Why are the shepherds in the Christmas story? Why are the angels in the Christmas story? Can anyone tell me why? Have a go. Because, because they all went to see Jesus' birth. That's why they're all, that's why they're in the nativity, because they also came to see Jesus. Perfect answer. Okay, it definitely deserves a round of applause. All of those things or people are in the Christmas story because of Jesus. Without Jesus, can anyone find Jesus for me? Is Jesus there? Someone hold up, someone pick up Jesus. There we go, okay. Now, without Jesus, the rest of the people and things in the Christmas story are irrelevant. They all come to tell us and to point to Jesus. And kids, when you're thinking about Christmas today, you will remember that everything about Christmas Day, even when you're opening presents, I want you to remember that everything points to Jesus because that is what today is all about. So, kids, thank you so much for coming to join me on stage. If you didn't get a chance to show your presence, go on, give them a clap. If, if you didn't get a chance to show your presence now, please do come and show them afterwards. I'd love to see them here at the front, and you can tell me all about it, all right? So thanks very much. As the kids are going to go off the stage, we're going to sing a, a Christmas song which is all about pointing to the Lord Jesus Christ. You might know it as the Calypso Carol, See Him Lying 
on a bed of straw. So as the music starts, let's stand and praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Well done, kids. Come on in. down and we're going to have our Bible reading now. Mike's going to come and talk uh, from Luke chapter 2 looking at the shepherds in a moment and Esther is going to come and read our Bible passage for us. As she comes forward let me pray. Lord we thank you for the Bible, we thank you for your word, we thank you for this true Christmas story and we pray that as your word is read, as Mike speaks truth from your word, that we would listen well and we'd be struck again by the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're going to be reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. Uh, as Esther reads, you should see the words uh, appear on the screen as well. Step right forward, Esther. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping their watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with an angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So let's sing about those shepherds, that great Christmas carol, while shepherds watch. Let's stand and sing, and then Mike will come and speak to us. Shepherds watch their flock. 
Good morning and very Merry Christmas. As John said, my name's Mike. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'll speak for a few minutes about those shepherds. I'm so happy to be here. It's been a fun morning already. I was so amazed to see an old-fashioned children's display without a thought for health and safety. Isn't that good? And, And run by a head teacher, no less. Only one child fell off the stage on this side. Wonderful to see you children and all those gifts. One young man was holding up a book called Where's my poo? (laughs) But but unfortunately, he didn't get to talk about that. So I want to start with a question today. How many people here have heard of Ronald Wayne? Put your hand up if you've heard of Ronald Wayne. Nobody. Nobody's heard of Ronald Wayne. Well, actually, very few people have. Let me tell you a true story. Ronald Wayne was an American businessman. He was invited by two young guys to join their computer business. And both these young guys were called Steve. Here was the deal. If Ronald put in $800, he would own 10% of the company. $800 is what they needed. And they'd give him 10% a share of the company. And these young guys said they had a product that would change the world. And they were very persuasive. So Ronald put in his money. But after just... 12 days, he got cold feet. He was put off by the risks. He couldn't see the potential. And so he actually asked for his money back. And the two young guys sold him back his shares and gave him his $800. That was in 1976. The two young guys were called Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. Their company, Apple Computing. You might have heard of it. And three years ago, Ronald Wayne's share would have been worth over $95 billion. Imagine that you were given a life-changing opportunity, but you thought it was too good to be true, and so you missed out. Just imagine that. And that is actually what could happen at Christmas. Here is the real message of Christmas. A life-changing opportunity is here. The arrival of Jesus Christ into our world changes everything in history and can change everything in your life too. And for those who aren't put off by the risks and aren't too scared, and those who can grasp the potential, Jesus is the best news ever. Now we see this in the famous story about the shepherds, which Esther just read to us. I just want to make two quick points today. I want to think about the shepherd's fear and the shepherd's joy. The shepherd's fear 
and the shepherd's joy. Firstly, fear. Why do I say fear? It's what the text says. There are these shepherds camping out in the fields and washing their socks by night, as shepherds did, minding their own business, just getting on with life, and then suddenly an angel of God appears to them. And this has never happened to them before and didn't ever happen again. And the glory, it says the glory of the Lord shone around. Now glory is the brightness and the majesty and the transcendence and the sheer weightiness of God himself. And what is their reaction? Verse 9 says, they were terrified. The old King James Version used to say, they were sore afraid. They were so afraid. It's the most intense language used to describe the reaction of these shepherds. It literally says, in the original language, they feared a great fear. They feared a great fear. In fact, it uses a word that you all know, a Greek word, mega. They feared a mega fear. They're so terrified. They're absolutely scared out of their wits. I wonder if you've ever been really afraid. Have you? Really, really scared. Many years ago, before I knew her, the woman, who is now my wife, broke up with a boyfriend. She was heartbroken. So she decided to get a new haircut and jump out of an aeroplane. <laughs> with a parachute. There were three other people on this parachute trip. They were big, self-confident men. They were full of swagger on the ground. But as they started, the plane started to go up and up and up, something changed in those men. Fear <laughs> came in. And when the door of the plane opened, the instructor said, who's going first? These three feared a great fear. And so Melissa, five foot two, went first. You need to ask her what she shouted on the way out. <laughs> Scared! Out of their wits! Now, this is the same, by the way, in the fa other famous Christmas stories in the Bible. When God comes into our world, people don't feel warm and cozy and sentimental. God is not like a puppy. An angel appeared to an unmarried teenager called Mary. He told her she will fall pregnant outside of wedlock with a miracle baby, no man involved. And in a conservative Jewish culture of those times, a teenage pregnancy out of wedlock means social disgrace, the end of her life. There's nothing sentimental about it. What, did Mary, what does it say Mary felt? Scared! What about the Magi? You know, the three wise kings. They scanned the night sky for signs and omens. They could read the stars. They see a movement in the stars so significant that they went on a long, long journey to discover whose birth it announced. And when they arrived in Jerusalem, everyone was alarmed. A great disturbance. The paranoid king Herod viewed the baby's birth as a threat to his power. So he sent men to kill all the children in Bethlehem and the surrounding area aged two and under. Can you imagine that? He said, when God steps into our world... People don't welcome him and feel warm and cozy and sentimental. When God comes into your life, there may be fear. There may be alarm. There may be great upheaval. So we have these shepherds keeping watch over their flocks at night, and they're quite happy there in the dark, living their life, getting on with business as usual. And suddenly this angel appears and speaks and changes their lives forever. Now, we might think of angels as cute, quaint pieces of fiction, like elves and talking reindeer. But the word angel also means messenger. The Bible describes angels as powerful spiritual beings that come to bring a message from another realm. They're God's ambassadors to our world. And their appearance is awe-inspiring. And the shepherds are terrified. And you know, we are just like them. You and I could be quite happy in our own way, just getting on with life without interference. Thank you very much. But when God shows up in your life, you're afraid. When God's truth shines into your life and heart, we get scared too, you know, scared of being exposed, scared of being wrong, scared of being guilty, scared of being ashamed, scared that we might lose control over our lives. When God shows up in our lives, we feel fear too. Blaise Pascal was a brilliant French mathematician, 
17th century. He was a philosopher as well. After converting to be a Christian from being an atheist, as an adult, he wrote this, men despise religion. They hate it and are afraid it may be true. What about becoming a Christian? Are you afraid of that? Are you afraid of what becoming a Christian might mean? Have you ever thought about that? Are you afraid that if Jesus Christ really took hold of the steering wheel of your life, what might happen? Rosaria Butterfield was a professor of English at a major U.S. university when Jesus Christ arrived in her life. And she writes this, Although grateful, I did not perceive conversion to be a blessing. It was a train wreck. When I became a Christian, I had to change everything. My life, my friends, my writing, my teaching, my advising, my clothes, my speech, my thoughts. Conversion put me in a complicated and comprehensive chaos. Often people ask me to describe the lessons that I learned from the experience. I can't. It was too traumatic, she says. Sometimes in a crisis, we don't really learn lessons. Sometimes the result is simpler and more profound. Sometimes our character is simply transformed. That's what happens when God comes into your life. He moves all the furniture around. You know, we're all like those shepherds. We're quite comfortable living in the dark. And when the glory and light of God shows up, we fear. And the light of God's truth exposes who we really are, and it's not that pretty. We don't like it, but we can't escape it. And maybe you are in that position here today. And if so, I'm so glad you're here because the angel also says something else. Some of the most beautiful words that the world has ever heard. And maybe he says this to you. Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. And so the second point is this, the shepherd's joy. The shepherd's fear, yes, but the shepherd's joy. They were full of joy. Why were they so joyful? The answer is a news report called the gospel. Here's, here it is. I bring you, do not fear, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And this is the good news. Verse 11. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So here's the good news. It's that Jesus, this baby, is the savior and Lord. Savior means a rescuer. Jesus saved and rescued people all the time. He was powerful to heal, to deliver, to feed, to, to restore. But Jesus constantly said his greatest way of saving people was going to be his death on the cross. And at the cross, Jesus Christ gave his life for men and women, boys and girls like us, to save us from our greatest problem, our sin. People like us. And he died that we might receive pardon and forgiveness from a holy God. That God might wipe the slate clean of every wrong thing we've ever done or thought or said. He's the Savior. Come to save us. Come to save us from the consequences of our sin. To give us peace with God. But Jesus is not only the Savior, the rescuer. He's also the Lord, the King, the ruler. He comes to bring our disordered lives under new management. He comes to restore his rightful claim on our loyalty. And one day he will return and judge the whole earth, not this time as a, as a humble baby, but as a conquering king with justice and equity and righteousness. And what this means is that when a person asks Jesus for forgiveness, they also have to submit to him as their Lord and King. And then they begin to change. And they start to become the best version of themselves. Because this Savior and Lord doesn't make you less of a person, but more who you were meant to be. Now, do you know a Christian? I mean, do you know someone who really loves Jesus? Maybe you think of them as a born-again Christian, you know, one of those kind. Have you seen them change? Do you know how it works? In 1531, William Tyndale wrote this definition of the good news. The gospel is a Greek word that signifies good, merry, glad, and joyful tidings that make a man's heart glad and make him sing, dance, and leap for joy. Christians believe the single most important person in the universe knows you, loves you, and accepts you 
through Jesus. Without conditions, he came all the way down for you. He bore your sins and took your shame all the way to the cross. And then he rose from death, defeating it forever and giving us hope of a better tomorrow. Fear, yes, but also great joy. And that's why the angels sing peace on earth between us and God, because Jesus has come to restore harmony and bring peace between us and God. So what happens next? A few years ago, I was ministering in a church in Manchester. We had a carol service and a Christmas day, just, just like this. And at our carol service, two women came in, a mum and a daughter, an adult daughter. And we didn't know them at all. And uh, they were local people from Manchester. And we got to know them. We came to love them. We discovered that they'd walked into the church that day as atheists. But they were curious. And they were prepared to be open-minded. And they were on a journey. And they thought they would come to find out more. And they discovered Jesus. And their lives were transformed. So let me put a challenge to you. I want to give a challenge to the adults and a challenge to you children. Are you ready, children? Adults, will you consider coming on a three-week course in January called Hope Explored? We'll be holding it here on a Thursday night, three weeks in a row in January. You can find the details on our website. And we'll be just in an informal way opening up the Bible and finding out more about Jesus. Hope Explored. Will you think about coming on that course? And children... Ask an adult you know who loves Jesus, how did they become a Christian? Do that today. God bless you guys. Have a great Christmas. Thanks, John. Please join me as I lead us in prayer. Let's, let's pray. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Lord, we want to thank you again for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the hope that Jesus brings to this world. Thank you for the hope that he can bring to us as individuals. Lord, just as the shepherds saw your son, I pray that each of us here would see your son. We would look at the story of the baby being born and understand and realize that a savior has been sent to the world. In fact, a savior has been sent for us each individually. And Father, I pray that this Christmas time we would not leave here without considering what if, what if this is true? Lord, thank you that it is true. And thank you that we can be here today rejoicing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we praise you, we bless you, we bring you all the praise in your name. Amen. We're going to sing one more song, which is O Come All Ye Faithful. But just before we sing it, I thought it was a good opportunity to say thank you to the band. It's lovely to have them with us all year, but for them to play on Christmas morning as well. We're really appreciative of your sacrifice and your giving. So, chance for us to say thank you to the music group. You, you may have spotted a guest guitarist in the corner as well. He's done his hair specially for the day. He's worn his best Christmas jumper. That's you, David. That's you. Have you brought a present as well? Come on, can you show me what you brought? This is the best secret Santa present ever. I bought my mum. My mum bought some rain scales for me because you keep an eye on my carer, Alan and Fiona and Baby Jack to get rain. And All right. keep an eye on Tony. Happy Christmas, Baby Jack. <laughs> I, I might be nicking those off you a bit later, David, so thank you for bringing your weighing scales to church on Christmas morning. We're going to stand and sing, Oh, Come, Are You Faithful? It's one of those songs where there's a couple of bits in it, you're going, who's meant to sing at this point? You know, you get to the chorus and there's three lines, you go, is that the ladies, or do we sing quietly, or do we sing... 
just sing, okay? And also, there are two verses before the chorus. Is that right, Dave? Is that what you, yeah? Perfect. Let's stand and praise God. Oh, come, all ye faithful. last verse and chorus once more. Yeah.
seated. The great thing about having Christmas on a Saturday is that we can come to church again tomorrow morning. We would love to see you here at half past ten uh, for our normal Sunday morning service. Gareth is going to be leading us uh, through tomorrow morning. But can I just say it's so good to have you with us. Whether you are a regular here or whether you have just walked in off the street this morning, it is a delight to have you here. And we would love to see you every week. So please do come tomorrow. Please do consider that Hope Explored course starting in the new year. Uh, please do remember the gift, the offering uh, for Hope for Children Latvia and for London City Mission. But also, please do have a very, very happy Christmas. And I've got a little gift for the children. If any of them want to come forward, I've got a few boxes of heroes here, which I'll happily pass out one of these to each of the children. If you didn't get a chance to show your present, why don't you come and show me now? Let's close in prayer, praising our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Lord, we praise you for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the gift of your Son. Go with us in peace. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I ask. In your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.